friends, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Welcome back to Encounter God's Truth. It's late October, and that means it's time to continue our tradition of greeting Dr. Andy Woods as our special guest teacher to address the topic of the Protestant Reformation. It's the sixth year in a row of welcoming Dr. Woods for this purpose, and this year he tackles this most interesting subject, Departures from the Reformation. This is another means of bringing you timeless truths for changing times on this radio outreach of Whitcomb Ministries. October 31st is the day we commemorate the beginning of the Reformation under Martin Luther in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517. And Dr. Woods, with his passion for learning and teaching about history, is well qualified to help us apprehend its importance. Dr. Woods is the senior pastor of Sugarland Bible Church in Sugarland, Texas, and the president of Schaefer Theological Seminary. He studied history extensively as an attorney, focusing on church history and the founding of America. He's led a tour of the sites of the German Reformation and is the author of a book on the Reformation called Ever Reforming. The Protestant Reformers established a solid foundation for time to come through their preaching on grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, and the glory of God alone. Their godly influence continues to be felt in the church to this day. Sadly, however, many have also turned away from building on this good foundation, departing from the essential teachings that the Reformers recovered. So, Dr. Wood's topic for this week and next is Departures from the Reformation. He'll develop this theme, showing us what we need to know about these departures and how we can learn to avoid the pitfalls encountered by those who've departed. So, Dr. Woods, please come now and take us back once again to the days of the Reformation, this time informing us about departures from the Reformation. We look forward to hearing part one right now on Encounter God's Truth. What was the Protestant Reformation at the end of the day? Well, really what it represented is one of those great times in church history where the church went back to the Bible. It really was a back-to-the-Bible movement. Notice uh, some famous quotes from one of the great leaders of the Protestant Reformation, Martin Luther. Luther said, quote, Unless I am convinced by Scripture and plain reason, I do not accept the authority of the popes and councils, for they have contradicted each other. My conscience is captive to the Word of God. I cannot and I will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. God help me. Amen. Luther also said this, quote, I ask for the scripture and Eck offers me the fathers. I ask for the son and he shows me his lanterns. I ask, where is your scriptural proof? And he adduces Ambrose and Cyril. With all respect to the fathers, I prefer the authority of the scriptures, close quote. Not only was the Protestant Reformation a tremendous back-to-the-Bible movement, but it was also one of those great times in church history where the church went back to a literal interpretation of Scripture. Notice uh, the words of Reformation leader William Tyndale. He said, quote, The Scripture hath but one sense, which is the literal sense. Close quote. Notice also the words of Martin Luther. He said, quote, The scriptures are to be retained in their simplest meaning whenever possible and to be understood in their grammatical and literal sense 
unless the context plainly forbids. Close quote. Luther also said this in his table talk on God's word. He says, quote, I have grounded my preaching upon the literal word. He who that pleases may follow. He that will not may stay. Close quote. John Calvin, one of also the great leaders of the Protestant Reformation, was a tremendous believer in the literal interpretation of Scripture. Commentary wrote, uh, Calvin rather, wrote in the preface of his commentary on Romans, quote, It is the first business of an interpreter to let the author say what he does say, instead of attributing to him what we think he ought to say. Close quote. And so this is what we have in the Protestant Reformation. We have this tremendous back-to-the-Bible movement. And the question becomes, how have we in our day departed from the principles of the Protestant Reformation? Well, you really don't have to look very far, quite sadly, to see departures all around us in the area of scriptural authority. Notice uh, the words of some emergent church leaders. Uh, here's a quote from uh, Doug Pageant. He says, quote, At Solomon's porch, sermons are not primarily about extracting truth from the Bible to apply to people's lives. So our sermons are not lessons that precisely define belief so much as they are stories that welcome our hopes, our ideas, and our participation. Close quote. Notice the words of emergent church leader Dan Kimball. He says, quote, It isn't about clever apologetics or careful exegetical or expository preaching. Emergent generations are hungering to experience God in worship. Close quote. Notice the words of emergent church leader Leonard Sweet. He says, quote, a spiritual tsunami has hit postmodern culture. The wave will build without breaking for decades to come. The wave is this. People want to know God. They want less to know about God. They want new experiences, especially experiences of the divine, uh, close quote. Notice the words of emergent church leader Brian McLaren. He says his ministry philosophy can be described as follows, quote, something beyond a belief system or doctrinal array or even a practice. I mean an attitude, an attitude towards God and our neighbor and our mission uh, that is passionate. Rick Warren has a number of similar statements in his very popular book, The Purpose Driven Life. Here's a few quotes. He says, God won't ask you about your religious background or doctrinal views. Elsewhere, he said, Jesus said our love for each other, not our doctrinal beliefs, is our greatest witness to the world. He also said, today many assume that spiritual maturity is measured by the amount of biblical information and doctrine that you know. He goes on and he says the Bible is far more than a doctrinal guidebook. 
And finally, he says the last thing many believers need today is to go to another Bible study. They already know far more than they are putting into practice, close quote. What do all of these citations from the seeker-friendly movement or the emergent church movement have in common? All of them seem to gut or minimize scriptural authority. And this is a clear departure that we see today away from the scriptural authority as espoused by people like William Tyndale, Martin Luther, John Calvin, etc. One of the great uh, principles of the Protestant Reformation was sola scriptura, scripture alone as our source of authority. In the citation I gave you earlier from Martin Luther, he said, unless I am convinced from scripture and sound reason, I can't believe anything. It doesn't matter how many popes and monks and priests you bring to my attention in terms of their writings. If I don't find it in God's word, I cannot and will not believe it. My conscience is captive to the word of God. Notice this particular quote here from uh, emergent church leader Brian McLaren as he is speaking of the departure he wants to lead away from the concept of sola scriptura. McLaren says this, quote, Anglicans have demonstrated this both and beautifully in relation to scripture. Scripture is always a factor in Anglican thinking. In Anglican's best moment, it is their primary factor, but it is never the only factor. Rather, scripture is always in dialogue with tradition, reason, and experience. None of them can be the ultimate source of authority, close quote. You'll notice in this particular quote that he's taking tradition, reason, and experience and putting them on the same level of scripture. That is a clear departure from the principles of the Protestant Reformation, which anchored our beliefs in sola scriptura, scripture alone, scripture by itself. Another thing that's very interesting in terms of documenting modern-day departures from the principles of the Protestant Reformation is the movement in a worship service away from expositional preaching and teaching, a movement away from expository preaching and teaching, teaching the Word of God line by line, verse by verse. You'll notice that current generations of church leadership are seeking to move away from this practice. Let me give to you a few representative quotes. Here is a particular quote from one writer. He says this, quote, Postmoderns prefer to encounter Christ by using all of their senses. That's part of the appeal of classical, liturgical, or contemplative worship. The incense and candles making the sign of the cross, the taste and smell of the bread and the wine, touching icons and being anointed with oil, close quote. 
Here is uh, another quote from Dan Kimball, who describes what a worship service should be. He is an emergent church leader. He says, quote, multi-sensory and interactive. Through various experimental elements, as well as through space itself, we can actually preach. Art preaches, music preaches, even silence preaches, close quote. So in other words, a worship service should be filled with preaching, scripture being just one mechanism by which such preaching should occur. Preaching can occur through art, he says, also through music, and even through silence itself. And so what you see in these quotes is a movement in the emergent church movement away from a worship service which revolves around God's word and more to a multi-sensory worship service. And so what we see now entering the body of Christ and the life of the church are all kinds of practices which really have no scriptural basis whatsoever. We see the movement towards mysticism where people seek to get a message of some kind from God outside of Scripture. We see emergent church churches moving in a direction where they want to go into the dark ages in the sense that they want to retain the monastic practices, the monkish-type practices of those in the so-called dark ages period, and they want to bring these practices back into the life of the church. You're starting to hear concepts being reintroduced like Lectio Divina. We see the sufficiency of Scripture constantly being challenged. Take, for example, the issue of counseling. We're told that the Scripture is not enough to counsel people. Instead, you have to bring in the practices of Freud, Jung, and Skinner, psychological-type practices, and then in the whole area of church marketing and church management, you know, how to lead a church, how to govern a church, how to grow a church. What we're told is that the pastoral epistles, and by those I mean the books of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, and Titus really are not sufficient for governing and leading and managing and growing a church. Instead, we have to get into the business theories of uh, people like Drucker or Abraham Maslow, marketing theory, management theory, and we have to sort of supplement that with what God says in the pastoral letters And that's how we get a church to blossom, to grow, to develop, to be led correctly. All of these trends, what do they really have in common? What's the tie that binds? All of them are a movement away from the uh, scriptural authority that we see demonstrated by the Protestant reformers. You'll notice that the Protestant reformers were very strong believers in what we would call biblical creationism. 
Dr. John Whitcomb, of course, was one of the great leaders, along with Henry Morris, in the development of uh, what is called the uh, Biblical Creation Young Earth Creationist Movement. It's very interesting that when you study some of the writings of the Protestant Reformers, they very much held to a literal, grammatical, historical, contextual interpretation of the book of Genesis. Notice this particular quote from Martin Luther. He said, quote, We know from Moses that the world was not in existence before 6,000 years ago. He employs the term day and evening and morning without allegory. If we do not comprehend the reason for this, let us remain pupils and leave the job of the teacher to the Holy Spirit, close quote. You'll notice here Luther's emphasis on 24-hour creation days and young earth biblical creationism. Notice this similar quote from Protestant reformer John Calvin. He says this in his Institutes of the Christian Religion. He says, quote, and they will not refrain from guffaws or gaffs when they are informed that but little more than 5,000 years have passed since the creation of the universe. Must we pass over in silence the creation of the universe? No. God's truth is so powerful, both in this respect and every other, that it has nothing to fear from the evil speaking of wicked men, close quote. You'll notice that both Martin Luther and uh, John Calvin were tremendous believers in young earth creationism. They held to a literal interpretation of the book of Genesis. And notice how far we have strayed from that in modern day times. Here's a quote from a famous Christian apologist who perhaps has done good for the cause of Christ in other areas, but here's an area where I believe that this particular apologist is somewhat confused. Uh, This particular apologist is Dr. William Lane Craig. He said this on a recent podcast, quote, I've seen a comparable statistic that says that over 50% of evangelical pastors think that the world is less than 10,000 years old. Now, when you think about that, that is just hugely embarrassing. That over half of our ministers really believe that the universe is only around 10,000 years. That is just scientific nonsense, and yet this is the view that the majority of our pastors hold it is really quite shocking when you think about it, close quote. It's interesting how far afield Dr. William Lane Craig's quote is from the writings of Martin Luther. It's departure from what the scripture actually says concerning origins in the book of Genesis. So as we're dealing with this very difficult subject of not just the principles of the Protestant Reformation, but modern-day departures from the principles of the Protestant Reformation, we see many examples. The Protestant Reformation was born on the issue of the authority of Scripture and literal interpretation. 
Today we're moving away from scriptural authority, sola scriptura. We're moving instead into multi-sensory worship service practices. And this departure is so significant that modern generations are starting to rethink or re-guess what the book of Genesis actually says concerning origins, something that the Protestant reformers never did. And so there are many, many departures today from the principles espoused by the Protestant reformers. And may the Lord help us in our age and our day to stay with the principles that the Protestant reformers gave us. Let's go back to Sola Scriptura. Let's go back to a literal interpretation of the Bible. Let's develop a mindset and a practice where we acknowledge and we accept and we believe in the authority of the Bible. And instead of second-guessing consistently what the Bible says, let's accept it by faith and then dig in and discover what it means for us, what it means for our times and what it means for our generation. And as we do that, we will not be departing from the principles of the Protestant Reformation. Rather, we will be developing fidelity towards those principles. God bless you. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and you're listening to Encounter God's Truth with special guest teacher, Dr. Andy Woods. It's our tradition to set aside time each fall to consider the importance of different issues related to the Reformation. And this year, focuses on departures from the Reformation. Remember that you can hear all the programs from the past five years of Dr. Wood's teaching about the Reformation and other subjects when you visit us at sermonaudio.com slash Whitcomb. You can also listen to today's broadcast there again as well. Access our sermon audio page anytime you visit our website at whitcombministries.org. And for additional encouragement during these closing months of the year, follow our page at facebook.com slash Ministries. Now, it's time for Dr. Woods to handle a question about today's presentation. So, Dr. Woods, I'd like to ask, where did those who followed the Reformers begin to stray off the good foundation which the Reformation had set in place? We really need look no further than the very first lie that Satan told our forebears in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Concerning the command, original command, to not eat from the forbidden tree of knowledge found in Genesis 2, verses 16 and 17, Satan said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, did God really say? He put into question the integrity of the Word of God. And the moment a movement does that is the moment they are moving away from the great principles espoused by the Protestant reformers. Let me give you this quote here from uh, Charles uh, Feinberg in his tremendous book, Defending Premillennialism. He says, quote, probably as valuable a testimony as any that could be offered was given by Dr. Horatius Bonar. When speaking of the results of 50 years of the study of prophecy, he concluded with the statement that, first of all, he had gained assurance to the authority and the inspiration of the scriptures, 
And secondly, he felt more certain than ever that the literal interpretation of the word of God is best. And here's the direct quote from Horatius Bonar, who lived from A.D. 1808 to 1889 and stood on the shoulders of the Protestant reformers. He said, quote, literal, if possible, is... I believe the only maxim that will carry you right through the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, close quote. How is it that the forebears of the reformers departed from the principles of the Protestant Reformation? They stopped believing and teaching the word of God literally construed from cover to cover. And the moment any group or any movement strays from that principle is the moment that they have strayed from the great principles espoused by the Protestant reformers. Let us in our day and our generation not follow that pattern and let's teach God's word to God's people from cover to cover. Thank you, Dr. Woods. God's Word is true from the beginning to the end, and we so appreciate how you've handled this topic for us today. And we look forward to next time when Dr. Andy Woods will bring the conclusion of this new installment in our annual fall tradition of thinking back on the Reformation. His topic is Departures from the Reformation, and it's so valuable for each of us to ponder and meditate on the good spiritual truth Dr. Woods has delivered to us today. Remember, you can hear it again at sermonaudio.com slash Whitcomb. We certainly appreciate each one of our listeners as well. Thanks for joining us today on Encounter God's Truth. For everyone behind the scenes, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Have a faith and grace-filled Reformation Day.